All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Nobody Talks Shaduchim podcast. It's me, IJ, Isaac, J, L, Hosto of the Shidduch podcast extraordinaire. And I'm here joined with my partner and co-producer whoa, 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 and co-host. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Stop right there. Co-life. Yes. No partner, no co-life, any of this. Please, I'm not a homophobe, but I don't need... What's wrong with that, the, Our one female listener out there. There is one we know. <laughs> there is That's the, it. I mean, everyone Well, else we knows. have a female on this show for this episode. This is episode 75, you. Workplace Shidduch Stories. Fun, a lot of fun stuff. Everyone's been there. You've all been in this predicament and everything. Let me just get an introduction in for our guests here. We have Joe... Jojo, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Jojo, Jojo, you've been in the sh- you're in the shidduch system. You're a dater. Definitely a dater. Yeah. Shidduch system. I, okay, not here so and there. Much. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's well. We just told them you're like the the head shidduch honcho, and we also have Ra- me up there. We also have Rachel Salutsky. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Salutsky, salute, like Sa- salute. Oh, salute. Okay, um, salute. It's all good. I, I clearly yeah, prepared. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Also, if anybody wants some more dating stories, less less shit off talking, more like dating stories, they can tune into my new podcast. Oh, your audio got cut off. Yeah, one second. <laughs> That's a good podcast name. <laughs> Instagram. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank Wait, you. Rachel, <laughs> welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself again. Oh, it got cut. To see her, 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 her things bad. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right back after these technical oh, issues. Sorry. A little bit about myself. So I have my podcast, Sticky Situation. That's not my day job, though. So I'm very qualified to talk about workplace shit off stories. Yeah. I work as an accountant in New York City. I'm not from New York City though. So anyone wants a nice out of town girl over here? Avery, <laughs> where where out of town are you from? The, you don't have to get so too specific. You could say like the Midwest, America, the world. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from the Midwest. Oh wow! Oh, another Midwesterner. This is crazy. We just had a Midwesterner yeah. on. Now you're here. Midwest is that? We also Avery. We found Avery in the Midwest. Like this mm. is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are the good old days. <laughs> Some of us found ourselves in the Midwest. Yeah. Yes, I we lived did. under a cactus for five years. <laughs> All right, we're going to we're going to start the episode. So this episode is about shidduch American Jewish dating and its effects in the workplace. Right. So have you ever been assigned to a new project at work, and in comes your new professional business partner for the project and you're like oh my gosh that that guy that gal looks so oh my god i want to go out with her it's you're surprised (laughs) because they're actually cute and they're jewish and you know that they are in shaduchim because you saw the resume your friend dated them whatever whatever so you're literally like, oh, wow, this is big stuff. So You said, oh, wow, this is big stuff to them, or you just said it to yourself? Well, you're telling it to yourself. Okay, you're got it. it to yourself. Okay, good. So you recognize they're in Shaduchim. So you ask the coworker, you ask your boss, you ask the client. There's so many scenarios here of practically what like potentially could happen. <laughs> and for this episode, for this episode, we're sitting down here with Rachel and Joe. And we're going to discuss these the benefits, the cons, the ramifications, the problems, the ethics. Hello, are there ethics here? This gentleman will tell us he's an ethical professional and uh, of, of, of what you're supposed to do. Avery, first thoughts. I feel like we're really bordering on the uncomfortable slash ethically and morally wrong because many people... Many CEOs over the last number of years have been me tooed because of the workplace culture relationships that have cultivated during this era because many people have used their sway and influence within large corporate organizations. For example, 
the Weinstein organization. Now, this is we're, we're, now I'm just discussing. He goes to the most of radical. Of course, I go to the most radical. Radical. Now, Mussolini and <laughs> Naftali Bennett. No, we don't. I'm we gonna, like him. We like well, him. I think it's important to draw out the worst of people first. Like BB. And then we get to the important lines in the middle where like maybe that is something that is normal because many people do find spouses, partners, dates in their workplace. Yeah. But we have to clearly define what is right and what is wrong before we can get to that gray area where maybe it is okay for this to become a budding something. Right. I personally have not worked in a place that I felt like there is somebody here that is suitable for dating. I've only worked with non-Jews, right? So they weren't suitable for dating, maybe for other things. Well, you also have, but not you, know, you also you also had that organization also. So you did work with. I guess know, I some, did some work with some females. Well I mean, basically, shit potentials for our LGBT community out there. We have plenty, so whatever, whatever's floating your boat. Yeah, but even still, I, I I've never had a situation arise where I felt like this is a person within the structure of my dating sphere and that yeah. that has never come up. Those feelings have not so come up good. with anyone I've worked with. Right. Uh, so you're has a that good happened, outside person. Right. Has that happened for either of you, Rachel or, or Jojo? That's, yeah, I yeah. want to hear Rachel. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your experience with workplace yeah, shit so, stories. So I'll preface this. I worked in, I'm an accountant. So I worked in a public accounting firm for a few years. And I, I mean, nobody who I saw their resume or anything, I found on Jay's wife, but like, I don't know if that counts. Um, yeah, of course that counts. Yeah. This is Shidduch. Yeah. Oh, I tell so, people, Shidduch years, the second you get off the boat from Israel, you take off the life vest until you get married. Mm-hmm. Whether that's 25, <laughs> 35, I think probably, I'd say 40 is probably like the cutoff here. 42, 43, but whatever. Yeah. Whatever, as you were saying. Yeah. So at my firm, we, there was a policy, like we were allowed to date each other. Like a lot of, there were a lot of couples in my firm, non-Jewish who had gotten married. And I had two different situations. Nothing actually happened, but there was, there was a Jewish guy around my age, religious level and two, two different, different times. And where someone was like, Oh, why don't you guys date? Like, why don't you guys get together? So the first one, my friend really tried to make happen and it, it just didn't happen. We had a brief flirtation. He's a great guy. We, we ended up being friends and coworkers. And yeah, so we're friends. And then there was another guy. We were at our holiday party. And it's always like you see a guy with the yarmulke. So I started with one of my good friends from school who's also Jewish. And we saw a guy with the yarmulke. It was like our second year. We're like, oh, there's a new Jew at our firm. And yeah. he's young. And I don't see a wedding ring. So we're like, okay, let's go talk to him. And... Then she ended up leaving the firm or she had a boyfriend. I can't remember why she was no longer in this with me, but my non-Jewish coworker and then my non-religious coworker tried their hardest to like get us in situations where we were like talking with each other. I got so many stalker pictures. Anytime I did talk to him, like my coworker taking of us and like, it just, it wasn't a match. He's, a, he's also a nice guy. And it's really funny because like we, we worked in very different departments. So we only really saw each other at social events. But then I moved neighborhoods and he lives in my neighborhood in the city and I see him around and actually now we're pretty good friends. He actually nice. just recorded with me on my podcast Woo-hoo. and I told him I was going to tell the story. Woo-hoo. So yeah. And he has a girlfriend. I love his girlfriend. She's great. And <laughs> Support over here. We, we understand. <laughs> so, we get it. We get it. Mm. Yeah. It didn't work out, but it's just funny. So well, it, I definitely it, had coworkers like try to push it. it. Look, it could be an extremely tendacious subject because you're in a professional setting and the Jewish culture pushes people to get married. Right. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're working professionally here. You're, you're, there's something called sexual harassment, human resources. So yeah, it's, it's very tricky to stay on that conscious sentinel like line that borderline of i'm not overdoing it i'm not underdoing it obviously 
Some Most of the time, people just have to take a step back and you can't jump into it. This is a perfect situation of what you're expressing to us. This is a, per, a perfect example where you're working with non-Jew, non, you're working, you're working with, so I work with a lot of non-Jewish people. So I say, well, you're working with normal people. See, I just changed it to normal people. Like, you're working with normal people. We're Jewish. But then, then they see you and they're like, oh, Rachel, we know you're from and oh, you're Jewish. And, and oh, he's an Orthodox Jewish boy. Get together, firm wedding. It's all set. And you um, see that in the regular, regular we, workplace. Wouldn't we love that? Wouldn't we love for that to happen? Jojo, tell me more. I definitely see that in my workplace. I work as a clinical director and <clears throat> there are two other Jewish girls on my team I wouldn't classify them as from from, but that's fine. We, we definitely have that bond together where where we belong to the tribe, and there are people that try to set us up, and it's very hard being in a supervisory position. I'll speak to that, overseeing two other girls who are Jewish in the workplace and, and trying to a steady fast that that boundary of where can you see them outside of work. It, it becomes very tricky, I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. So how should one go about it? I remember hearing on a date, a female I dated told me about a situation where she was coming into work and her boss was a from person and she was pretty from at the time. I don't know what she's like now. I don't think she believes in God now, which is okay. <laughs> Says something a lot about the people you, you meet. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've turned her off from God. Realize after that's me, our number one. God can't Avery be. Joke they gave the me this guy, but so she happens? said her boss kept sending her resumes. Like oh resumes. my god, and she worked at some real estate firm with some very religious See, guy, Heimish guy, line and, like, and I'm like, that's that. I don't know if that's an appropriate workplace. That is definitely like, I how. Mean, for, for a right. guy, for a guy, so I wouldn't want that. Imagine coming to work with you have your emails from your boss. Get me this. Get me my Dunkin' Donuts, and now get yourself a guy. Like, come on, that's too much. That could that's be, overkill. Right. That could be like that could be a tumultuous situation. Like that, that, it's just offensive. What what Brett? Well, it crosses it the boundary. Crosses, it crosses, crosses the boundary. The boundary. It crosses the boundary. the boundary for sure. I think for sure. Jojo, ever happened to you on the job? On no, the job? not on the job. You know, I, it's, I know you told me there are these two girls you work with that. But I've been pressured you? outside of work on side jobs that I work at. Just are you dating? I've worked with families in the local community that are, are from and constantly push me all the time. So when you've been working with us for five, six years now and, and nothing's come up, are you serious? Are you dating? Intrusive. Is there someone spe- intrusive? intrusive. That, that's, that's the word. That's that's the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word of the day. Intrusive. Absolute Rachel, does he so that, have a point or So that pressure is oh, is not really needed at times. Right, right. But Right, it's bad yeah, enough I our mean, mothers are killing us right. at home with whips. Like don't get <laughs> I don't know. whipping, I, lashes. I, I, and no, and, and, community yeah. and at worst in the Ashkenazi community, only one serving of chalent. <laughs> oh, please. You see what I have to live through. Now Rachel, you had something to say. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't mind the intrusive if it's, like, helpful. Like, I, I don't love the questions like, oh, when are you getting, like, okay, so at my new job, my coworker just got engaged over the weekend, my non-Jewish coworker, so we had our department meeting, and the CFO was like, oh, yeah, so Rachel, you're just the only one, and I'm like, yeah, way to rub it in. Oh, like, gosh. Like, yeah. he's married. Yeah. Awkward. My direct, he, he meant it as, like, a joke, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, thanks for rubbing it in of my four-person department. But I've had other situations where, like, they're trying to help. Like, all my Jewish, co- my non-Jewish coworkers love trying to help me. Like, not in my current job, but in my old job. Like, a lot of our clients, or one of the industries that our clients were in, not really my clients, but my, like, work besties clients, who she's not Jewish, were in the apparel industry. And a lot of Jews run the apparel industry. Mm. And she would see their, their like, their financial information. She's like, Rachel, these are rich Jews. We're going to find you a husband here. And like <laughs> one day, one day she's like out at the client and I'm getting like messages from her and from the manager being like, Rachel, we're scoping out guys here. Like we're mm. going to, we're going to try to set you up with one of the sons, one of the grandsons, one of the cousins, something like you need that, a that hits a nerve. See that hits, a, uh, that hits. That's a brilliant. Nerve. That hits a nerve with me. Because I think it's funny. You're, 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 you're <laughs> me too. We're, we, we are, raised in this in the from society and i love the from people i love the from system everybody everybody knows that i i 
I have, I'm enamored by them in so many ways. You bump into so many scenarios where you'll have like these young Israel, a good mommies, hocking it up, hocking up a chinik. My son got into this firm. My son got into, my daughter got into that firm. Okay, great. And now there's a certain professional rapport that you have to go in into these workspaces as a professional, as, as someone who's just trying to make a living. And when you go to shul and you go to a simcha or you're just at the Shabbos table or wherever, and they're saying, no, no, is there anybody? Is there anybody? Oh, you, you didn't meet anybody at work. You didn't meet anybody at work. You got to stop doing that, people, because you're, the person's job's on the line. That's not how it works out there. Maybe in little fake or, or, or little uh, Bopka Chullant world over there. But it's you, definitely there, easier, there's a, though. There's a, a border you got to put up that, that, that you can't act out on that. You have to really be very calm and, and content. You can't just, you got to be complacent in some ways. You can't just like chase after something. I mean, so many, so many, I mean, I, I used to work in public accounting and not in accounting, but in one of the ancillary services, HR is real HR. And that's what I did before. And uh, there, there are, there's so many of these people, these Jews who want to get together. And then there are others who don't like, no, 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 I don't, this is my job. I get paid. Da, da, da. So it, it's, 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 it could be polarizing in a way. And there's just this bifurcating between these two different stances, what to do. Do you jump in or do you not jump in? Where is the truth? Yeah, Jojo. I think it's just easier if you're in a larger pool. If you're in a larger pool of people at work who are trying to help you out, like in Rachel's scenario, you have other people helping you out. It, it, it spreads you out a little bit more. It makes your name more, more prominent. It brings you up to different circles. But None of mine were successful, by the way. Just <laughs> no. putting it out there. There were many attacks. Because of work. Let me None ask you, successful. was it because of work or was it just because it ran its course? I mean, the two scenarios where I I worked with the guys, it just, like, wasn't the right fit. The ones where, like, my coworker was trying to, like, find me a husband at her client, like, she was <laughs> never actually going to talk to them. She's just like, oh, we leave early on Fridays, and they're closed on Saturday, and they're religious, so, like, and they're rich. We're going to try to stay up. She actually oh, did. Yeah. I did get very close, though. To, she really did try to make a shit off for me, like a real one. She, I'll, I'll tell the story, I guess, real quick. Um, she, one day she told me, so she grew up in Long Island. She is not Jewish. But she grew up in Long Island in a community where there are a lot of Jews, not a lot of religious Jews. And I guess one of her friends from high school went on birthright, decided she loved Judaism, became religious, married a guy in Brooklyn, has four kids and lives there and is from. So one day randomly, my friend is like, oh, you know what? I should ask my friend in Brooklyn if she has any guys for you. And I'm like, okay. So she texts her. And so that night she texts me. She's like, can you send me your dating resume? Do you have a dating resume? <laughs> what is a dating resume? Yeah. So I sent it to her. I'm like, yes, I do have one. And I sent it. She was fascinated by it. And like the whole concept. And I also, I had to explain, I explained her all of my dating life right. adventures. The explanation um, is very, is, is yeah. imperative. You really have to sit them down and explain everything, which, yeah. which people forget to do. You go in and you're like, everyone knows, everyone knows, but you got to explain it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really. It, it is related. When she found out the concept of Shomer Nagia, Anytime I told her my friend was getting married, she's like, did they touch before they were married? She was mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. so, so she was fascinated we by don't, it. We yeah, don't. So, we don't. We don't. So she, <laughs> so she, she sends my shit off resume to her friend. Her friend's like, oh, actually I do have these two guys. They're friends with my husband. And one of them, maybe one of them started dating someone. So he wasn't available. But the other one, she's like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to set this up. And so I'm like, okay, you can give them my phone number to reach out, like, whatever. And she's like, okay. She texted me. She's like, he's going to reach out. He never ended up reaching out. But it would have been a funny story that my non-Jewish <laughs> non co-worker made a shit off. But yeah. Quite so. apropos for the episode, if that would have actually happened. Let's, let's move yeah. in. Let's move in. I want to get back to 
the asking out part and and all that kind of the the premise or the the, the preference before but let's actually talk about like can a, can it be a real relationship out out there we're thinking we're talking about workplace shit of stories people meeting at work or or getting set up at work having set setting people up at work also just being single in the work in the workforce that's 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 huge what are you looking at me i'm looking at you because yeah. i'll tell you why because <laughs> because you're very you're very people just want to look at you i'm openly single yes, people know you're openly single it's like know. being gay <laughs> people like no just, one cares about you have gay. new people start at your firm and they come yeah. in and then they're like hey welcome hey i'm i'm, uh, I'm johnny i'm from philly uh, i'm working here at Avery, you're Jewish and you're single. I know mm. it. People know this stuff. People they know smell it. it. They yeah. smell yeah. it. Like blood. <laughs> I know, okay, by the blood way. Smell. It's Shark so true. Blood and I, water. That's like a very big thing before I get to like the topic I want to say. But like that is a huge thing when you're working in a Heimish company because I worked for corporate for many years. I transitioned into Heimish. Transitioned. I transitioned to Heimish company. Oh. I, made, I made the jump. I made the move. And I'm telling you, you come in and they're like... I'm like, hey, I'm 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 Isaac. Great to meet you. I have a and they grab my hand and go, oh, where are you diving? Who's your wife? Where your kids go? I'm like, whoa, 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 that's personal. I said in China, in China you can't do that. In China you hand someone a business card and you bow. You say kansamida and you bow. That's actually Korean. Jojo, let me ask you: Are these when you actually do meet? Let's say you, people meet in the workplace or you meet in the, whoever. Is it a real relationship? Tell me, is it a real relationship? I mean, I think you can justify any relationship as a real relationship. I think it becomes more challenging when you're in a position of power and you definitely are overseeing a team such as myself as a clinical director overseeing five subordinates under me and and having whatever an inkling that they're Jewish, you like them. Now you have to consider, okay... Should I rep- ruin a reputation of being their superior and trying to ask them out, mm. butchering whatever workplace relationship in the professional scheme that you have, or should I just jump into the water feet first, see what happens, but then you always have, I mean, I'll speak for myself on this one, I always think of what if the relationship doesn't work out? You ask somebody out in the workplace, it doesn't work out. Now you have to work with this person for whatever yep. project you're on. If you're overseeing them as a supervisor, what do, what do you do next? That's just awkward. Where do you go be. from there? Where do you how go do you from bring there? That, how do you bring that up to another team member and say, hey, I can't oversee Leia Bela because she's, mm. she, she didn't want to go out with me. Must have been tough for Bill and Monica. To see each other in the hallways after that relationship. <laughs> it's true. Hey, I want to tell you, you stop. The 43rd president of the United <laughs> States has done so much. I did not look at her shit of resume. All right. We, yeah, let's get back. Okay. Avery. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I apologize. Always with the radical, but no, it's great. It's true. It's true. Look, look at look at the. I don't know what's a good example. In in that the rabbi in, in the news the other day. I don't know. Well, rabbinical examples come up. There were shuls many years ago mm, yes. in Lawrence. I'm not going to say who the rabbi is. He's like in, in there Lawrence. Was, there in was there was a shul. There was a shul in America. Let's say okay let's in say. America. There was a shul in this we country. We have a lot of British people where you know, listening to jiving into this. The rabbi was giving college classes and was well known for giving college classes yes yeah I, and I, those were great college classes yes I heard. you attended as well but through the people we heard that's <laughs> what i heard you're like having there with the people and in a microscope yeah. but uh, in binoculars but the, the rabbi was giving classes and he would forcibly touch young women who would attend these classes and a lot of them were frightened not they cool, never bro. not no cool. obviously we don't condone that whatsoever at all but obviously he was he was doing this, and young women, young from women especially, who have not been exposed to anything like this, and have never, most likely, I mean, I can't speak to your experience, Rachel, at all, but speaking to and having dated people in the probably more right-wing Heimish community have never been told 
that if you hear something, if you see something, say something. Say something. If somebody, right. you know, is encroaching your space, you should abusing their power. Abusing their power, right? For favors, you should say something. And and these girls didn't for a while. He, yeah. he got away with this for a few years. Finally, somebody spoke up and did the shul did some sort of investigation and they fired him thankfully and took him away from that position of power but it's very difficult for it's, it's relatable people to, to speak a workplace, up yeah. yeah it's relatable to a workplace i, yeah, I mean in, in many senses it's, it's you go to you it's, go to shul and i hear it's a that fear, I, you know, and people need to speak first up first of all it's very wrong we we don't we we just mm-hmm. we totally we don't condone that we totally condemn no. this guy people need no. to speak up in situations like that it's very tough. It's very tough. That's a whole other thing. It's it's really tough. Yeah. Um, reach out to your professionals and all that. That's certainly a paradigm of an example of how it could come off when, in the office, in the professional office. When you're someone, I'll give you an example. When I was, I was working in HR and I was in staffing in a certain industry, and we had our little Jewish clique back in, in the big corp place. People can find me on LinkedIn. That's, that's where they'll find it. And we had a we had a girl. Let's give her a name. Let's call her Rose McGowan. Sally, I like Sally. So Sally, great girl, very cute personality. She's 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 making money for the company. And one of my friends is like, oh, I want to, like our little Jewish clique, our little Hamish Yiddish clique here is like, I'm gonna go ask around. And I'm like, my bro, for sure, for sure, bro, shiduchim, shiduchim. You gotta, you gotta get married. This is your wife. This is her. You're gonna marry her. She's gonna support you. She's gonna support. He found himself in HR the next day, and, and was suspended, and then died. <laughs> no kidding. No, he did. He actually got so she got really pissed off, and she reported him to HR. And he, they, they, luckily they really handled it well. They were like, we understand it's happened before. We've hired from Jews before, Orthodox Jews. And, and that's honestly for me, when this guy told me, I was just like, wow, like we're not, we're not in the shtetl anymore. Like that, you it's very tricky to do that. It's very tricky to do that. It's easier dating interdepartmentally. Oh, I, I, I yeah. well, well, they weren't in the same department. Well, technically. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's where I think that's where it's useful to have someone else, like a go-between. Like if you're interested in someone at work, then it's easy enough to ask your other friend at work to go and like gauge their interest. And if they're not interested, don't ask her out. <laughs> yeah, right. How 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 would you gauge that? Tell me how would you gauge that? Have someone ask her. Have someone ask her. Okay, so you Yeah, so- like like that's where it's like not awkward. It's like okay, like in in my scenarios, like one of my friends was trying to set it up, even though I don't think she directly told the guy, like, oh, you should date Rachel. So like, if I really was super interested, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so great. I would have been like, yo, talk to him, see if he's interested. And yeah. like, like I'm not gonna yeah. ask him out. I mean, I don't ask guys out in general, but like in the workplace, definitely, I'm not asking someone out, but. If it was a suggestion coming from a third party, I don't see that as being awkward. Interesting. And and nobody risks HR. You say you don't ask people out in general. If there was a situation yeah. that arose where you've met somebody in your workplace environment who you yeah. liked, would you ask them out? Is that something that you'd be comfortable no. doing? No, not even. What if no, Avery, ask- like, Avery became your new project coordinator? Straight to HR, obviously. <laughs> if, but, if I was interested in, this is also just in life in general. Let's say like I go to a Shabbat meal here in the city and I meet a, a guy that I like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask him out. I'll ask a friend who hosts the meal or a different friend who knows him. They're like, hey, can you like try to set it up? Really? So the same thing at work. Like I'm friends with my coworkers. It's easy enough, especially if there's another, especially if there's like a Jew crew. Like in my old job, we had a little Jew crew. Yeah, yeah so you, you just ask Definitely one of the other members of the Jew way. crew. Mm. Yeah, it's and then like, they, wait, that wait a second. Yeah. that's the name of my crew, Jew crew. You can't Jew have crew? that name. Can't have that. So name. I call it the 
Jew crew. One of the other guys called it the kosher corner because at any time of that, we had like a little table with the coach. But corner was with a K. Like kosher corner, uh, but corner uh, with a K. Because there was like one kosher table in the mm. corner. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and they play like klezmer music, and everyone dances in circles during breaks. Yeah, for a in while. the tiny little, in the tiny little table in the corner, basically. All right, that is a good corner. Funny. Oh my god, interesting. Um, I don't know if that's a, a typical modern day approach, which is fine. I don't. I'm just saying. I, I think right. modern day is where women are empowered to ask. Like the modern day thinking, at least the line of thought is, women are now empowered to go speak to men and ask them out and feel free to use your allure and luster to attract us and all that. But feminism. No, I hear it. I hear it. And some some of my friends do that. I just, for me, I feel like if the guy, sometimes the guy just doesn't realize that it's a possibility or that you're interested or that you even exist. But in my experience, if the guy wants to ask you out, he will, or he'll try to make it happen. Mm. And if he's not doing it, it's because he doesn't want. <laughs> and then, like, he's, it's not worth my time getting rejected. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You I always mean, have to have that work buffer, either a work husband or a work wife. Oh yeah. Oh, so that's a yeah. good idea. What would you do? So you're saying that. Let's you send say, the work wife. You send you, the work so, wife. So it doesn't even do. have to be someone from the kosher corner, or. No. The, the Yiddish crew. We actually used to call this the Yidden. We used to be the Yidden crew, actually. Mm. Work wife was not Jewish. Gotta envy right. that. What if she's right? I mean, if she's not, if she, if she's not a, of the uh, the faith, like it could be even more awkward. On it, it could be even more uh, of a take back. Like, whoa, you're asking me, you're you this stuff. I mean, I don't. It's 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 shaky. It's but the shaky. Buff, the buffer at work, having that buffer at work, is definitely easier than having a buffer in real life. Outside oh, actually, of the work, that's true. I like that. You're dating in the Shidduch world where you're going through a Shadchan process and you have the Shadchan call the shots at the end of the day. That, to me, not coming from the Shidduch background, is more awkward than having mm. my work wife figure out if Sarah from HR wants to go out for drinks on a, you know, It's a always Wednesday the HR night. girls. It's always. So it, it's easier <laughs> that way. That's why I went into HR. But there's no problems when you go out with an HR person. Mm-hmm. As we say, there's many expensed. different ways to skin a cat. People meet in college. People meet. Well, you're, spe- you're in high spending school, you're spending eight to ten hours of your day at yeah. work. So, right. where else are you going to meet people? Not and, at the coffee shop. Exactly, and you have a shared experience to bond over, which yeah. is important. People don't have character that character assimilation. World. You you you're you know your characters. You know who this one is or that one is, and mm-hmm. especially if it's probably like a a stronger, more dominant like guy or girl like for someone who kind of kind of like lead more and it, that would like totally be attractive whether it's a girl i'm like oh wow you're a manager you're a director you're a vp like you've got it you've got it going on like that's attractive to me i remember my first like real real corporate experience i worked at this place that was like wall street i mean ever see the wolf of wall street that that's where i worked right there that's it and no, I'm not kidding, but like sort of almost for, for, a, for, a, for a guy from, from Botapak, it was like that. And I remember for the first time <coughs> being, being told I was, I noticed like two of my coworkers, like really locking, locking eyes together, Boris. And I don't remember the girl's name. Let's call her Melissa, Boris and Melissa. And I was, I was like, I, I leaned over to the left and I'm like, I'm like, Casey, what's the deal? Are they, are they seeing each other? She's like. And they're engaged. I'm like, what? How come I didn't know that? Because it's very hush hush. Because it's because right, some places keep it very hush hush. And then she's like, you think that Frankie is seeing is seeing Jessica? So Frankie and Jessica were were seeing each other. I'm like, what? What? And they had the same last name. It was so weird. They had the same last name. They were seeing each other. She was Asian, beautiful Asian girl. He was like totally, totally maybe Italian or Irish, something like that. Awesome, coolest dude. We used to play golf. They were seeing each other, and then like, and then like, it's one of the, the the CEO, like one of the presidents of the divisions. He was like seeing one of our associate directors, and all of a sudden, I'm looking around. I'm like, oh my god, everyone's dating each other. Everyone's dating each other, and yeah, that's when I decided to get into shaduchim. Anyway, and yes, Avery, go where ahead. was that story going? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, workplace shit stories. I mean, that's yeah. is that way. Was it shit? Oh, oh, yeah. Workplace shit stories. Okay, let's get on to the next topic here. So let's move into here. This is actually, you know, workplace shit top. It, it, it's a lot of different things. It's not just, oh, you like someone, et cetera. I actually was, I sat down with a, with a, with a friend once, a mentor, work mentor, and he, he's like, oh, how's the how's the Jewish company working out? I said, oh, it's good. Heimish company. I like and I enjoy it a lot. I could perseverate it on it all day. He's like, well, let me ask you, did you get, are you going to get your engagement raise? And I said, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I can't believe you don't know this, IJ. He's like, in Heimish from places, you there's a pay grade. If you're married or if you have kids or if you're single or if you're like right out of yeshiva, you get paid differently. Discrimination. No question. But have you ever heard of such a thing, Rachel? Yeah, actually, a good friend of mine, he used to work in a Jewish company. I hope he didn't tell me for telling the story, but tell it. I'm not going to say any names. Give us the he name. He told me at his, at his old company, which was a Jewish organization, they he would request days off. And he would be denied days off because it's like, oh, no, so-and-so has to be off then because who didn't request off yet because her kids are off from school. Because he was single and had no kids, his like time off request, if it was during Yeshiva week or something, would be denied. And he's like, that's actual discrimination. And, discrimination. And like, he, I, don't, I don't know anything about like the pay grade. I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. I don't think there should be single discrimination. There is. There is. But there is. I mean, even in my job, my job, I do not work for a Jewish company. But I work for a very, I work, I work at a startup now. So it's like a family based company and very fam They, they describe themselves as being very family oriented. And I find a lot of the times my schedule gets thrown off because I work normal hours. Like I work normal hours from nine to six and my supervisor who has kids is like going to pick up her kids or taking them to this and that. And she's like not around. So when six o'clock rolls around and she's like, getting around to doing stuff, she's asking me questions and setting up meetings at like five thirty, six o'clock. And I'm like, no, I already did my like hours of the day. I don't like, I understand that it's flexible for you or things get pushed off. And a lot of the things in my job, I get the, the last leg of the relay. So like, if I don't get the baton by a certain time, I'm working late, I'm working the weekend. And mm-hmm. some of that is like my other coworkers who have kids. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have kids and I work normal hours, but I shouldn't be punished because you have flexibility. Like, where's mm. my flexibility? Like, I just work from Amen. nine to six. I, I don't want to stay late. That, well, this can great be, point. Great point. This can be great point. Wow. Shown during COVID, where there was a major shift in people who wanted to start working from home, especially families and workers who decided to take remote jobs because they have families and they have kids and they realized wow, this flexibility to work remote where I can watch my kids' soccer games and go do errands during the day and still do something. There's always a soccer game, soccer moms. but And and go do errands during the day allowed them the flexibility to move to (coughs) new positions. And it seems like many people, and somehow for whatever reason, the from culture has not adapted to this yet. Uh, I was just speaking to somebody at Kiddush on Shabbos and he was like, yeah, I started working. He was telling me about how he started working at a new law firm. But this firm requires him to come in every single day, obviously except for Shabbos, and work nine hours a day. Whereas in the past, he had a bit more flexibility. He was working remote. He was watching his kids. And now, currently, he's kind of happy with it because he is wanting to get away from his kids. He has like two eight-month-old twins. So he's very pleased. But yeah, that really changes. I feel like people in the from world do take advantage of singles, single people and their status and their time because they figure and they assume sometimes rightly, sometimes wrongly that we're not busy. So it yeah. just kind of sucks in some ways. And Even though dating is a job. About. What? Sorry? Dating is a job. It is a job. Yeah. Nine to five, Thank no you. benefits. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank right. you. She gets it. You must have a podcast. You must. Yeah. It's hopefully you guys will maybe come on my podcast. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll come on. I'll come. Avery, are you, you want to, you want to come on our podcast? 
workplace environment. I don't know. <laughs> workplace. Oh. Toxic workplace environment. Is she? This, is, this uh, is strictly professional. Uh, this, this is strictly professional. professional. Okay. Right. Like we're, we're, wow, that was a great layup, by the way. That was fantastic. <laughs> this is why I have this guy on. This is, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Jojo, on, on, on this conversation? That's like, it's, that's intense, man. I, I, I don't believe in it. It's not right. No, no good. No good. <laughs> you shouldn't no be good. discriminatory towards singles. Just tell your boss that you have a date tonight. Is I mean, I don't want to be like And then that get guy. let off at 5 o'clock. And then in a few weeks, you just let them know that it didn't work like, out. As, as from Yiddin, like, are we discriminatory? I mean, maybe we are. Like, only the Kohanim could give brachos in shul. Girls have to wear skirts. We're women are discriminated against in general. Right. Maybe like maybe there's more to maybe we like I I'm just I'm discriminated. I I eat at my desk like very quickly so I could go back to work because I'm such a good worker. And then my boss will just pop up like a like a cuckoo bird. Did you bench? Did you bench? Did you bench? Did you bench? And I'll go like hey, I'm gonna bench, I'm gonna bench. And then like another guy comes over and he's like, Hey, you coming to Mincha? You coming to Mincha? And I'm like, Oh, I got this big project and the client's gonna leave the firm. I don't care, you gotta come to Mincha. How dare you? So like there's all that stuff going on also. It's it's quite it's quite intrusive, I must say. Mm, and I do think that people maybe not in the from workplace, but I don't I don't know enough about the from workplace, but I think in general in the workplace people take advantage or they hire based off of appearances more so. So looks play yeah, a sure. huge role in yes. in what in way who, are you saying? who's hired? Absolutely. Just generally, like say a, an attractive female is is more likely to get a job at so and so company because like a Heimish company or in a in a in a corporate in a corporate Uma company Ulam world in a corporate company and possibly oh, even so that's probably a, why I never had a hard time getting a job. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, that, just, you know. Yeah, we we need <laughs> we, we need Mad Men back. Mad Men. Same the 1950s. We yeah. need that. This way, I'm guaranteed like a promotion, a shidduch, money, clients, fame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it wasn't until recently that I heard that all these raises come after you have, when you get engaged, you get a raise. When you get married, you get a raise. It's crazy. When you have a yeah. kid, you get so engaged. Crazy. And they're all based off of I status. better get my raise. It's a, status, it's a status thing. Yeah, and I think we need to promote homogeny a little bit more than we have or whatever it is. Just If we had like a heterogeneous workplace where everybody is equal in some way, I think people would feel the better. I'm divine. Yeah, I feel like people would feel technically better about where they're working and whom they're working with. I don't know. In my workplace, thank God, like nobody feels it could be a detriment to the work that we do or it could be toxic in some way. But I think we all feel pretty much even and cool with each other. No one's trying to stab each other's backs and get a raise or promotion over someone else that the workplace politics don't happen in our workplace. I would call it a non-toxic environment, thankfully. And we all contribute (laughs) to that. Yet, somehow, especially in corporate, probably where you work, there is that last I think that it, aspect I, of, I think of toxicity. That I think it's like appears. it's so efficacious in, in the corporate world where, you know, you really are paid mostly. I mean, like objectively speaking, you, you're you're paid on the performance and the job you can do. There's always going to be shenanigans in terms of oh, getting paying them more, paying them less, but. Mm-hmm. You have you. There is a path that will take you from inception to through the entire job life cycle. And that that's going to that's just that's going to be efficacious for you. That you're you're going to take that's going to be very helpful and beneficial. That you're not going to find often in mm-hmm. in a Heimish Jewish company, which 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 is tough because you need the off days. You have kids. In, in yeshiva and stuff, but at the same there time... There are perks. Right, so there are perks in both. And the there stereotype are. against from women exists. I know from my mom. My mom had has Tell had over the years qualifications. She was an accountant. She never... She worked in the corporate workplace when she was younger, but then she quit. And over the years, she would work in various accounting firms, which were usually suburban firms and local places, so she can have time for her somebody else's kids, not me, but whatever. But she would have higher qualifications than many of her colleagues. And almost every time she would get past 
passed up on for a promotion. And the, the assumption is, and I mean, you can never know, I don't know what biases are there, but the assumption was always that it was because she's from, she has to take more days off. She has, she may have more kids, who knows? And that stereotype is prevalent in the community and it really does detrimental things to from women, I think. Well, that's what, well, we have a woman here who can tell us. Certainly I've noticed it's part of the progressive, the political progressive side that, that I, that I like that companies feel obligated and, and, and mandated because maybe they wouldn't have either to, to promote females to those positions. Yeah. I remember I was, I remember when I was one of my wall street jobs was like, I was trying to sign a Jewish client and like, there was, it was, it was a from, 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 like it was Hasidim. It was so much fun working with them. And I remember this Chava girl, she was a Chava woman. She, and there was, like, we should have, we should have had her on because her, everyone's like a managing partner title. Oh, and she was like a senior associate. And you could tell like she should have, she was like running the whole job. She was running the whole job, but because she had two discrimination things against her like obviously she was a woman and at the time because it was a little bit while back but she was also single and like probably in her probably in her late 30s i don't know if she was divorced or she's never married Chaya, give me a call Chaya. i'm like give me a call where are you Chaya? but like anyway yeah basically i took notice and then i think i just followed up like maybe a year or two later and I noticed they made her a managing partner and they like got very into, they made a diversity hire. They bumped up the game. So it was interesting. And so that, that was my workplace little story. Are you on shirk date burnout? Getting some anxiety or just need someone to talk to about all those DMs and WhatsApps? Ahuva Shandelman is a licensed psychotherapist and the founder of Holy Shid. She treats clients with care, empathy, and a ton of shit. Ahuva can be reached anywhere as she treats clients virtually and is also based in Rockland County for office hours. She can be contacted if you're interested via email, ahuvashandleman at gmail.com or DM her on Insta at holy two underscores shit. IJ and Avery love her. You will too. A great time to shout out your store, Michal. Style and Trend, please shop it. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode has been sponsored by <laughs> Style and Trend out in Lakewood, New Jersey. Right. They have some of the most top women's fashion trends, styles. Get your tops, get your bottoms, get IJ your gets hats. his tops there. What else? <laughs> shoes. They no, no, no. Accessories. Beanies. We got jewelry. Okay, they sell all the fashionable Instagram brands. Mention nobody talks to Dokum and get a discount. Yes, exactly. 10%. Okay, we should do that for real. NTS10 for 10% off. That's NTS10. Hashtag. Tell tell Michal, Avery, IJ, and Tommy sent you. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I've had women supervisors in in other nonprofits that I worked at. Where after child number two, even child number three, yeah. they yeah. weren't coming back. And they would send out an email prior to maternity leave that they're passing the baton on to somebody else. So long, so, sucker. Yeah. So you see you see that change in, in more of the from ventured corporations, nonprofits. Yeah, but that's not, I mean, it happens. They shouldn't say that this person is going to have more children. They're more likely to have more children. So... Let's not give them promotion because they may not have time for this job. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm using anecdotal evidence. Do you find that, case. Rachel? Is that something you see where, like, from, from hello, from CPAs, from, from accountants? I don't know if you're in tax audit or consulting. Yeah, I know. But, like, you, hello, you've seen it the most. Those are the girls that they go in, they do a great internship, associate, senior associate, they make manager, and they're like, bye bye, married, gonna have babies, sayonara. Good salary. So, I mean, in my firm, I worked, I, I worked as an auditor, but I worked in a mid sized firm, so I knew people in the tax department. Most of the from, there were a couple other from women. Most of them were like young and single. Mm. Most of, most of the Jews were either are you older men are, are they or, hiring? who were partners. Probably the accounting industry is always hiring. Just switch my. I, I no longer work there, but oh, okay. I I left public accounting. Uh, next time, buddy. Next time, seven months ago. Yeah, but 
I even noticed it with the non-Jews. Once they were a manager or once they had a couple kids, they would like switch to part-time or switch to part-time and be mostly taxed. It's very mm-hmm. hard, I think, mm-hmm. as an auditor, at least the pre-COVID world. I know like my last like year and a half as an auditor, we were working remotely because of COVID. But it was hard for my female managers who had kids to come out to clients in the middle of nowhere or they would have to leave at three o'clock to go pick up their kids. And like some of my clients were in the city, some were, they would send me everywhere. So not like around the New York area, but it's hard if you have kids at home, like getting home at late and yeah. even just public accounting in general, because of busy season, like I was working till very, very late working weekends. So I didn't, I didn't have any real like from women who I knew who had kids in my firm, but even like the non-Jews, but I mean, I never, as a single woman, I never had a problem being promoted. Even at my job now, like it's a, they're very into having kids and being parents and things like that. So nobody doesn't get promoted because of their kids. I think unless their kids affect how, how they perform at work or their dedication. So, is there a pay raise with more kids? <laughs> Not that I know of. I, ha- I haven't seen it. I see the payroll. Only in the um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's only in the from world. Only um, working I, for I, I, Moishi's Tax and Consulting. Labor Day. But like, do the women do the women get a raise too for having more kids or getting engaged? <laughs> they better. Like, they better. Is it just have. for the men? I doubt it. It's probably just men. It's usually honestly. just the men. The the, the women. They yeah. Go, now you could. My, now you can leave. Now you can leave. The, the women get demoted. You leave twelve o'clock on Friday. Bullshit. It's also like my dad works at a place for many years, a from place, from company, and after a number of years, the from owner of the company decided and woke up one day and decided his sons, let's call them Maishi, Shimi, Shimi, classic name, decided Shlomo. that he's going to pull them out of Kolel and stick them in managerial positions <laughs> where they had absolutely no experience. They couldn't run, they couldn't run a Mickey Mouse club. Like they had no idea what oh. they were doing. Oh, sounds like the place you work out now. They couldn't order food on Grubhub. They had no clue. And... Everybody in the office like understood this and they realized it. And it's like, it's like a comedy. It's a sitcom to like watch these grown up children who have never accomplished anything in life, in the workplace, try and tell professional people who have careers and degrees and are established in their field to try and tell them what to do. And again, it goes back to like you were saying, yeah, give them raises because they're married. That's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's preposterous. It's the antithesis of what we're trying to do in the workplace. We're trying to treat people based off of their credentials and their amount of hard work and skill. Well, that's the comedy. It's a joke. That's the American American Jewish perspective. It is. But on the Jewish perspective of it, that's what you do. And gets married. Oh, now we give you. Remember, like when we're watching Game of Thrones. Oh, you're now you're now a lord. And we shall give you provisions of the castle and the kingdom. It's sick. I remember B- BMG BMG certification <laughs> gives you ten thousand sign on. I went to a oh, kid- and how do you the BMG certification gives you ten thousand ten thousand dollars <laughs> sign on bonus. I went to a kiddish a couple years ago, a kiddish in my shul, and there was a all the guys were there, kiddish club, and the caterer was handing out food to everybody, and they're all wearing taluses, and he sees me, this caterer, this Irish guy from Borough Park. Oh, uh, who oh, caters my favorite Hamish guy was putting out all the and I, I go in there I don't know I guess I was like 22 23 at the time I don't know and he's like oh no no, no. this is only for married people can have this you know, no Oof. no tallest you can't come so Oof. of course I quip right away I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm divorced I just bullshit but <laughs> and everyone was divorced and he's like all right I just caught him off guard he's like okay you can come to Kiddush Club you're, but you're tough like people that. People really discriminate against married people in our community. I agree. Hello. I had to resign from several shuls because of this. Yeah. They right away, you walk in, they go. They You're go, not with your kids. I come in, and I'm not with the kids, and they go, I don't have any kids. They go, marriage license. Marriage license. And then I gave them that, and then they wanted the, the, the COVID, uh, the COVID uh, card. It was crazy. Crazy. And that's when you pulled your membership. <laughs> 
That, that's why I, I resigned mm-hmm. in protest. Well, that's why you started wearing a ring so you could fit in too. That's People exactly think right. He's I, married. I put on a fake ring because <laughs> this way I can get into these these critish clubs that they that throw Avery out because that's the kind of club I want to be at. Let's move on. I actually, I see. I think a lot of this workplace shidduch conniving things. This starts very young. Like, think about it. I remember when I was in college, and literally, I, I start, I started like NCSY, JSU, the other one, Rage. I did Kids of Courage, all of those good stuff. We can do an episode on that. Doing all the extracurriculars, right? And think about it like you're there, you're an advisor, you're working, you're getting a check, you're getting paid, and they're, they're, they're female advisors. And you kind of like get into that shit of connections. I mean, I think one of these organizations I was in, they actually had like someone who was like director of connections. Like they wanted to like set people, advisors up or counselors up. It was adorable. It was adorable. So I, I felt like... It, it, it gets instilled in you very young. Like I worked at the Svarim sale, the YU, Yeshiva University Svarim sale. I did not go to YU. My same business. here, same here. Uh, maybe, is that, how we, is, is that how we know each other? Right. Oh, we know each other? I, I don't know. So that that's <laughs> I my, worked at the farm town. Right. So Rachel, hello, back me up here with these guys. Like they literally are like, you got you here to get married. Are you here to sell books? Yes. Like, no, you're here to get married. You're here to find the No, girl. everyone was there to socialize. You know? Everyone was there. Yeah, I was like, everyone was there and, to socialize. No, and, and yeah. he, that was that was fun. That was fun. I mean that's where that's where it starts. I know people who did get married who worked at the farm town. One of my like farm cell crew yeah. members, because yeah. I had a crew, so she was on the board, and she ended up marrying one of the other guys who was on the board with her. Yeah, that ha- had their second baby. That happened to me also. What was her first name? Talia. No. Okay. Was so his, was his name was his name I, <laughs> IJ Isaac? No, okay. <laughs> anyway, no. <laughs> but like that happens a lot, and also like I, it's also I did want to say that while it's funny, actually, while I was in in public accounting. Like there was times where there were times when it did work out. Things did work out. I remember we had we had a partner a partner of the firm. Okay, it's a big position to be a partner. Better cooler to be a partner in charge or a managing partner or principal, whatever, whatever. But junior partner. And this guy, we'll call him London. His last name was London. And he actually worked with a group, a few few from Jews. Partner gets like, what would you say, Rachel? Like probably six to 10 clients, right? I mean, seasonally, at least project wise. So he would work with this group, and then actually at some point they actually they announced their engagement. And I was like, oh my god, I didn't know, I didn't know. No one tells me these things. They actually got, and they got married. They have they have kids now. It's all like, of course she quit like the next day. She didn't, didn't do it anymore. And he he, he worked. Yeah, she was right. She was she was like a senior man. He was a senior manager. I was, so that was good. It was kosher because like it was kosher. It wasn't like he was. A partner, and she was like a first year associate. They had worked together for many years, and like probably very close in age, or whatever. If not, I was probably a age gap, but that that which is an episode we're going to do as well. Age gaps explored with Avery and IJ. I'm not available that episode. Where's the crying one? Yeah. I'm so. Where's the crying one? <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's true as well. That's true as well. Yeah, so if, so if people want to get their abortions at the workplace. Oh, oh. I'm kidding around. Do you hear this guy? I just wanted to bring up something controversial. Well, let me ask you, Avery, do you feel like you're missing out in life because you're working at a normal job? Because you don't really work for corporate, but you work for like a a small, 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 yeah, small business. Startup. Say startup is a good word. Startup. Techie it's not, it's not a startup. I mean, it's been in business for like 10 yeah, years. But, yeah. but it's like a small business owned by a cool guy. I met his boss guy. Rob is the man. Be like, you feel like you're missing out on like not working in a place with Jews and not getting set up and talking. No? Absolutely not. No, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's nothing. Can, can, can we get a close up on, on this guy? And can we can you say Close again, up. Hold like, on one second. One second. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If a Jewish from person walked into my office, a Jewish girl, (laughs) 
right? If she were to ever so gander in my office and say to me or get on the phone with me and say, can I date you with a British accent because of course she's British? Can I date you? I would say, get out of my workplace. This is my zone. This you is go, my, you're fired. This is Michael fired. Jordan. Hasta la vista, yeah, baby. This is so you have Michael Jordan strong. on the on a court. You can't mess. Don't wake the snake. You have a very don't strong mess. boundary with dating in the workplace then. Yeah, do so not. that's a positive. I don't touch women or men for that matter. Don't, don't go near them. We are separated people. Outside of the workplace, anyone can do whatever they want. Feel free to date. <laughs> but like inside, there is, this is a, a sanctuary of some sort. And we are here for one thing. We have one main objective, to get the job done. I love it. And love don't. It. So pragmatic. This yeah. Case. So don't, pragmatic. Don't, don't, don't do it. I do not feel that it is right. So it's just a, ab- cross those an lines. abhorrent thing. You would never do. This is like not. What if, let me ask no, you, what if no. tomorrow. No. What if Never. tomorrow Miss Frumi Schmeckelberg mm-hmm. came to work at your office and and just fell in love with you? Well, we're getting married, obviously. Oh, <laughs> no, so I'm now kidding. he's into I'm it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's, it. That's when the boundaries um, get broken. I knew it. That is when I'm the sending her to your office tomorrow. Well, I wouldn't buy her a ring right away. Probably wait a couple of days. Yeah. To see well, if you she's could. Real, you could also buy her a, a better mirage. desk. A better desk that works yeah, too. A standing no. desk. Well, but uh, certainly, you want to make sure that you, there are no mistakes. You don't get in. Like, these blunders can cause problems, but at the same time, like I get it. Like we want to risk it. Isaac and Rachel. We want to find somebody. There is a spectrum, and I'm probably on the extreme end of one spectrum. Well, and I'm sure you seem that. like Rachel seemed to have a bit of more of a like a middle ground, like a compromise take on. She would go out with yeah. people, right? I think. I think it depends. Like in my in my scenarios, neither of the guys worked in my department. So, like in my my old firm, we had a policy: you could date, but even if you're if you're in the same department, you can't work on clients together. There were married, engaged dating couples in my department. They weren't allowed to be on clients together. Like jobs had to get moved around as soon as a new couple oh, came about. It's a great official. free date like, working on a client. Damn. Free date. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. You're clearly on a great path to be married. <laughs> clearly great path. Yeah. Great path. You can imagine. And so path. let me so okay, so as we get to the closing, we got mm-hmm. a few more minutes left. Let me ask you here. Okay. Jojo, what do you do? And you alluded to this before. What do you do now when it doesn't work out? I said in your like, four like weeks. Osha Guru right there. Put in your, put in your four weeks. Put in your four weeks. <laughs> it doesn't work out. So you try like dating your boss. You try dating your your inferior, your superior, your your lateral. Look at me. I'm so And none corp- of those work so out. Corp- you definitely put so in your four weeks. Religious. And mm. then you take vacation. No. You really first you work. take vacation and then you put in the four weeks. Sure. That, that works too. You pull a Boris uh, Johnson. No, you, you, have to, like, you, have, you have to have that high EQ. Emotional intelligence is very important when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely knowing when and how not to butcher stuff that's going on. Work like Avery, like you said, we're there for an objective. We're mm-hmm. there to accomplish something first and foremost. Yeah. Those relationships that come about, those are secondary. But when you do spend eight to ten hours a day at work, where else do you meet people? So it, it definitely comes down to high emotional intelligence of how you can navigate such relationships that do or don't work out in the workplace. Mm. And if they reject you, you fire them, obviously. Well, that's always secondary. <laughs> right. That's like that's the best secondary. part. Oh, and then you it take a vacation. It doesn't work out. I, 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 I got into some conversation with someone recently about like they went out with someone who, who worked for them and they then just fired them after it didn't work. Or maybe it was an episode of The Office. I don't know. There was something Didn't that happen with watching. you like on a podcast? I feel like that's illegal. Well, there's always with who? There's always promotions that come up. Co-compadres. Who? Oh, compatriots of sort. Well, I went out with a lot of co-hosts on this podcast of the female gen gender. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm talking about. We'll give the we're going to give the dish on our last episode. You know, everyone's going to get the dish, so don't worry. What if Avery's hosting that episode? I'm the guest. 
What if she gets the promotion? What if he gets a promotion? Right. What is she? And then she like comes after you, right? Like Rachel, you would like come after the guy. No, you would. You would like Don't throw me. all the hard projects at him. Mm -hmm. You would give him bad. What would you do? Um, no, you're you're too. I don't you're, know. you're so, so cordial and pleasant. I don't. I think that feel like okay. So listen, like <laughs> I'm petty. Like, I'm petty like the rest of them, but like at the end of the day, I also try to be professional and. I mean, even in my personal life, I live in a community where everyone dates everyone. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, like mm -hmm. a guy I dated just moved in with one of my best friends. So like, now I have to see him all the time. I don't care. Like, it's over. It happened. Yeah. Is it fun to torture him a little bit sometimes? Maybe. Mm. But like, you've got to be professional about it. If you don't make Gosh. it awkward, then it's not awkward. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Amen to that. Any Anything else us people want to get to? It's been It's been some time, an hour and 10 almost. Avery, Avery, anything? I am anything. Uh, anything else from your specious obliviate your specious obliviations? Who me? I don't bloviate much. I flatulate. I don't bloviate. Yeah, sure. There you go. That's a good I to give I'm yeah. I'm teasing you. Just, Relax. He just got back from a bad shit. Degraded this podcast. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a good chittle date? You're like I'm Mister Specious Bloviation. Presumption that there is Bloviating. one. No, Rachel's story actually is very interesting, though. I appreciate your Yeah, candor. we really enjoyed having you yeah. on. Let's get to the closing, and then we'll, 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 uh, we'll do, unless anything else you wanted to bring up, Rachel? No, I think those were, those were most of my stories. Okay, um, no, we enjoyed them. We enjoyed I, them. I have, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun to talk about. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hold on just a moment. We'll get to our closing soon. Okay, we have episode 75 in the books, Workplace Shittle Stories. We're so happy that everyone joined us. Rachel Salutsky from the, which podcast was that? Sticky Situations. Sticky Situations podcast. Go follow her. Sticky Situations. And hopefully our thousands of listeners will flock over to you. Jojo, yeah. thanks for coming. Jojo, you're, you gave us your... Where can people find you? I'm kind of private. Oh, okay. okay. So. Everyone we bring on is like private here. Okay. Like, kind of private. Guys, text me. 609-222-4000. Slide into my DMs. Whatevs. Meet him in a cabin in upstate New York in the woods. <laughs> At 9.32 p.m. With my hunting stuff. Yes, and my hunting, hunting stuff. stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A deer and a, and a magnet. X and, and, flashlight. and a flashlight. And a shovel. You need and a, a shovel. A shovel. And a shovel. Yes, yes. And a nice um, little e-cig. But that... <laughs> Call it a night. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. All right, people. We loved... People. We, Which people? Pe people. Audience. Color the audience. People. The what audience. Or the audience or the audience or the, or the audience, eh, as they say. Or they say in the Midwest, they, they say, I audience... Audience, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out here. Anyway, this has been another episode of the Nobody Talks Shidduchim podcast. Happy face, smiley face, silly face. You know where to find us. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Alchi's Media Network.